Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is it time for second breakfast on Middle Earth? Is Disney giving us the keys to the kingdom? Are we going poco loco over Donald Duck? And get your Walkmans ready. We got some Guardians news. Styling and profiling. It's distance nerding. You're now listening to Distance Nerding. I'm Bougie Bird. No, no, that's wrong. Take two. Oh, sorry. I'm Aaron Thick. No, no, that's still wrong. Um, she's Phoenix? No, what's wrong with you? Are you that out of practice? A podcast dedicated to movies, TV, and everything. No, 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 no. I'm taking this over. I'm Young Phil, and he's a shell of Jamez 5000, and we're here to nerd together. To nerd together. Yeah, you together. Told, you totally nailed that one. Nailed it. We're talking about anything, pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, you got to catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we've got the download. Goodbye, pass holes. We got new keys to the kingdom. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. I love it. Yeah. Nice show. Good talk. But first, let me get a shout out. Shout out to C. Andrew Nelson. Vader himself. Thanks again for dropping by the Lego live stream. That was awesome. Yeah, dude, it was so much fun. How cool is that? Like you're building a Darth Vader bust yeah. in front of Darth Vader himself. Right. I mean, just how cool is it to build Vader in front of Vader? See, this is the kind of stuff we bring to the nerds. Right. You got to get in the live stream to win prizes and talk to Darth Vader. Exactly. All those stories are super funny and super interesting. Yeah, his stories are great. I mean, he can go on forever. Yeah. He mentioned to me at the end of the stream, he was like, I didn't even realize we went two hours. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that was fun. And you know what? What I didn't expect? It was inspiring. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he was like a teacher for years and like all his words on like people trying to break into the industry or just follow your passions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was so inspired by him. It was yeah. great. He definitely makes you want to pursue the things that you want to pursue and do it in a way where it's constructive. It's great. Yeah. And for those of you that aren't familiar, go check out the live stream with C. Andrew Nelson. He used to work for Lucasfilm and he has the most time logged in the Darth Vader suit on screen, off right. screen, in person, official Darth Vader appearances. Exactly. Both on film and just in commercials and, and live yeah. appearances and everything. Yeah, it's awesome. So make sure you help out C. Andrew Nelson. Follow his latest project, Heroes of Extinction, which sounded pretty awesome as well. Yeah, it's it's a great concept, the way that he has that. Guys, you got to go to heroesofextinction.com and you can check out that latest project. That was badass. Shout out to Beehive Collectibles, our favorite collectible shop here in Sacramento. The best. Save 15% off pre-orders at beehivecollectibles.com. They got some big stuff happening yeah. these days. So you noticed he added action figures. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually has like toys and like the Marvel Legends line and the Black mm -hmm. Series Star Wars toys. And he actually has like legit action figures. He mm -hmm. actually told me that he's going to be getting the new Motu line too. Oh, that's awesome. So, hey, if you guys are down at FunCon right now, go find Ab from Beehive Collectibles and he's got some 
some giveaways. So if you find Av at FunCon, go check him out and make sure you say Beehive Collectibles and he'll give you some free prizes. I might just have to go myself. I know. And then this weekend, we're going to miss it. Oh, yeah, I'm upset so about upset. this. So upset. Make sure you check out Beehive Collectibles. They're having a very special Funko guest. C.S. Sully yeah. is going to be in town. So he used to like run the social media for Funko. Right. He did uh, all their podcasts and mm -hmm. everything like that. Mm -hmm. So go check that out. Oh, I'm so I'm so mad I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, BeehiveCollectibles.com. With no time to waste because we have all the news, it's time for the download. Okay, first news, Netflix is in early development on a live Pika Pika in a Pika Pika series. Pika Pika. Pika Pika? What? What did I say? Pika Pika. That's what I said. Pika Pika. Pikachu. Yeah, Netflix is in early development for a live action Pokemon series. Pokemon. Yeah, this seems interesting and it's based on the universe that the Detective Pikachu movie. Which I kind of like. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Right? A lot of people had their qualms about it and everything. Uh -huh. The Pokemon were awesome mm -hmm. and the story definitely lived within in that universe so i mean i enjoyed it i thought it was good yeah they made fun of themselves oh yeah you know ryan reynolds was great mm -hmm. like i'm kind of into this and no, I, I absolutely I, am i'm not a big pokemon guy but this seems kind of fun oh i'm definitely into pokemon so we don't have any dates when it's gonna come out but we'll get you more info soon maybe even a sneak pika pika i see what you did there i don't yeah that was that was tough pika Okay, in movie news, we got director Dan Trachtenberg is going to be heading up a new Predator movie. Ooh. And it's going to be more like The Revenant than, than like a sci-fi movie. So it's more like boots on the ground type thing. Yeah, so it's more of like a yeah. kind of like nature thriller kind of thing. Yeah, so the producers, John Davis and John Fox, said the film is almost done shooting. Oh, they're already shooting it? Yeah. Holy crap. And it's about the first Predator coming to Earth. Okay, so like how they discovered Earth and like how mm -hmm. they figured out that they can hunt humans kind of thing? Exactly. That's kind of cool. Exactly. So it'll be like similar to The Revenant where it's like a little bit more like hand-to-hand -hand combat, right. you know, fighting in the wilderness type thing. And I, I think I saw a rumor that they're trying to cast a Native American actress, you know, in the mm. lead role, take on that that role of like the protagonist. Right. Interesting. I, I'm interested in seeing this just because I, I love the Predator franchise to begin with and them getting back to their roots where it's just the Predator hunting a person mm -hmm. kind of intrigues me. So I'm interested in this. Yeah. 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 As they were talking about, they kept referencing the Revenant. So it's got to be like that, you know, hand-to-hand -hand fighting. Uh, instead of a bear, it'll right. be a predator. Yeah. Instead of a bear trying to kill a person, it's the predator trying yeah. to kill So person. that's all we know right now. When we get more details, we'll make sure to share it. Mm. And then we'll do it. Do it now. Do, do it now. Come on. Do it now. Kill me. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. Okay. I got more Trachtenberg news. So remember the 1995 Kevin Costner film, Waterworld? A movie that was universally penned, but still got its own attraction at Universal Studios. I think it made a lot of money. I'd have to go back and take a look at how much money it made. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people kind of poo-pooed on it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I went back and watched Waterworld recently, and I still like it. You had two hours of free time on your hands? Well, it was before everything started ramping up. But I oh, mean. okay, got it. Got it. But check this out. I mean, I don't know if we wanted this or needed this, but we're getting a Waterworld TV series. On what? We don't know what service is on, but it's supposed to be, you know, a series, so it's going to be for streaming. But check this out. Producer John Davis, who's been working with Dan Trachtenberg, revealed that Dan Trachtenberg is developing the show and is attached to direct it. So keep in mind, this is Dan Trachtenberg, who did 
did 10 Cloverfield Lane. And, right. you know, we just talked about The Predator. So it's going to be an action film or series, I should say. That's pretty neat. Interesting. I mean, because shows are st they're starting to realize that they can do full movie style production on TV shows mm -hmm. and it works. So, I mean, that's probably what they're going for is getting like that same production style. Uh -huh. Hopefully they still stick with practical effects because that's what made Waterworld work. But the other big thing is now that I'm thinking about it, because it's a universal property, probably going to be on Peacock. You gotta let me fly! Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, they don't really have a lot of shows for Peacock. It's a lot of NBC shows that end up on Peacock. Well, they do have some originals on there. Like, if you go through uh, Peacock, they do have, like, a section for, like, original movies and original content. Right. But Na it's not Name one big. good one. That's what I'm saying. It's not anything that's, like, really <laughs> big. So this might be their first attempt at doing something yeah, big I mean, on their yeah, you're on, right. on like, Peacock. They used to have that live attraction, that the stunt show at mm -hmm. Universal Studios. They own the IP. Mm -hmm. Do something with it, I guess. So I guess the series is based 20 years later on the same characters. I don't know if we're getting Kevin Costner in this. I, I don't think so either. But the other thing that I'm seeing on this is, is it going to take place on dry land? Because remember at the end of the movie, they found dry land. Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't do a show called Water World without it being on water. Come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. They got to have water. Bathtub. Maybe. Something. Water World. The entire episode takes place on a beach. Right? But why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? So I'm not sure if, if I want this series, but I'm kind of open to it. Uh, I'm Same here. At this point, when you talk Water World, I'll take like a YouTube video of the Universal Studios like stunt show and I'd be happy but Same. okay sure thanks make sure I get something in the front so that way I don't get like complete soaked right. there you go clean up on aisle five all right more streaming news HBO Max and Warner Brothers said that they're going to be producing at least 10 movies exclusively for HBO Max in 2022 nice so that just means they're going all in on this streaming service you know like I think this whole movie dynamic and theaters I think is shifting I think it's you know all the big movie companies thinking we don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. we don't necessarily believe in this old model anymore what are we going to do so like they also hinted that 90 day window when a movie is out in theaters right before it goes to like any kind of streaming service or VOD I think that's going to go away too yeah so I was I was reading on this since like right now traditionally it's like 75 to 90 day window right mm -hmm. so it's in theaters for two and a half to three months mm -hmm. and they're starting to lean towards the idea of doing 45 days so doing a month and a half in theaters and then going to streaming that's not soon enough that's crazy yeah a and month I mean, and a half yeah and i mean the only reason that they're still doing same day releases on hbo max right now is because they promised certain movies would have that and they're not going to go back on their word yeah they didn't know what was going to happen right during the pandemic right and so i mean we're going to talk about this later but suicide squad yeah. is going to have a same day release dune is still going to have a same day release so i mean you know things like that i want it now yeah it's crazy how how things are shifting in the movie world but you know what this tells me is that all these big movie companies are saying we can still make our money yeah. by subscriptions not necessarily by ticket sales mm -hmm. and again we'll talk about this later but i mean look at the situation happening on with disney yeah exactly yeah. i mean we have at this point two different people so i mean and again we'll talk about this i don't want to dive yeah. too deep into yeah. it but yeah that, that's mean, a good point because they can they're finding a way to save money mm -hmm. in this weird gray area that we're living in with movies and streaming and whatnot and i mean they're making more money in this way because they don't have to share ticket sales with the theater mm -hmm. when they're making full profit they're getting a full $30 on their streaming service yep. rather than a portion of a $10 ticket we've got to have money 
That, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. So yeah, 10 movies exclusively for HBO Max. That's cool. I'm mm-hmm. down. I got HBO Max. Shut up and take my money. You know what else I got that's coming to HBO Max? Warner Brothers and J.J. Abrams have been developing a Superman film, right? Right. So we've been hearing about that. J.J. Abrams and ta Coates doing the black version of The Man of Steel. So from what we've been hearing, it's supposed to be based on a black version of Superman mm-hmm. from the comics. Exactly. Right. So Bonnell. Right. But check this out. So there's news coming out that there's a separate project from Michael B. Jordan that is going directly to HBO Max and he's producing it. So his production company, Outlier Society, is going to be producing it. But he's also playing Superman. Right. And I mean, that's a lot of people have been saying for a while that Michael B. Jordan should play Superman if they do a black Superman. Mm -hmm. And for him to produce his own version of the property and it be on HBO Max and I mean, you know, him get his own story and everything. It's kind of cool to actually get that. We're going to be getting Michael B. Jordan as Superman. As Val Zod. Yeah. And that's what's cool is that it's it's an alternate universe version of Superman as Val Zod. And yeah, like that character is also, again, really very different from Von L. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And that's what's interesting about this. We're getting two Superman projects that are completely separate, both movies mm-hmm. being done, which is like, who cares about continuity right now? And, you know, the one continuity that, that was supposed to be the DC universe. But yeah, we'll, we'll just call it multiverse and move on. We And we'll do every type of Superman there is. Yeah, I mean, and they're focusing on the, the concept of Elseworlds. And I love that they're leaning in on that because mm-hmm. now they can just tell so many more stories. Right, right. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Like, they're even introducing the Green Lantern into Stargirl season two. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like a completely new Green Lantern. So I'm like, okay, yeah, go, do it. Go go write me some fun stuff right. that I can that I can watch. I'm, I'm down with it. So, I mean, a J.J. Abrams Superman film? A Michael B. Jordan as Superman film? Okay, I'm in. And those are two different versions that people have been kind of clamoring for. So I, I'm excited. Do it, Warner Brothers. Up, up, and away. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. All right, I don't know if you have any tacos ready, but bring on second breakfast. Or third breakfast. I think he knows about second breakfast, Pip. What about elevensies? Luncheon. Afternoon tea. Because that's a wrap on production for the first season of Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. That's right. They signed for multiple seasons already. Yeah. So they released the first, not even a poster, just a still of what the show's going to look like. And it looks very Peter Jackson right in that same vein of... Because Peter Jackson's producing it, isn't he? I, you know, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But it's all based around that. It's all supposed to be the same universe. Right. But this story is set like thousands of years before The Hobbit, before Lord of the Rings. Right. But technically in the same universe. Timeline? Right. Because this is supposed to be around the time of the King of Rohan. Is it? Is that, yeah. is that what it is? Okay, cool. Yeah, we talked about it a while back. That's right. So I'm excited that we're getting some news about this because right. we're like a year away. Yeah, man, that's pretty far away. So the series is set to premiere on Friday, September 2nd, 2022. That just tells me that there's going to be a crap ton of visual effects on this because mm-hmm. if, it, if they wrapped filming and it's still another year before mm-hmm. the series comes out, that means the, the visual effects are going to be amazing. They better be amazing. Oh, it has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to be. There, there's no way to cut corners on Lord of the Rings. So. Right. September 2022, just in time for Elevensies. Or Liner. What? Liner. Liner. You don't know what Liner is? They never said Liner. It's the meal between lunch and dinner. So known as I'm hungry. Also known as taco time. I can't have a missed lunch. It's the fourth most important meal of the day. Right after brunch, but right before Liner. Love me some Liner, though. So I'm gonna go get Gohan back. We'll be back in time for Liner. 
Chicken and waffles, chicken and waffles. All right, back to Warner Brothers because they got some news and oh, I'm yeah. okay with it. So Warner Brothers has been testing out like a few different actresses to play Barbara Gordon in HBO Max's Batgirl project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard about like a couple of different actresses that they were looking at for this. Mm -hmm. So it looks like they've decided on Leslie Grace for the lead role. Interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you may not be familiar with the name, but you probably have seen her because she starred in Into the Heights, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Lin-Manuel Miranda film. Right. I think that's what edged her over to was yeah. was her performance in that and they were just like oh wow she's really good yeah i know i've been seeing a lot of backlash on this because again people talking about the race spending and everything like that mm -hmm. but i mean I, i'm wondering if this whole thing like this version of batgirl falls in the same kind of vein as the batman the, the movie that's coming out pretty soon because jim gordon is black in that yeah that's right so um, this would make sense so the movie is being directed by sure. adil l arby and balal falah and the script is being written by christine Hodgson, so I think it's going to be a very uh, female-centric, of course it's going to be female-centric, but also like very minority-focused version of like Gotham and the whole Bat family. The whole thing is, and, and again, I've said this in the past, I just want it to be faithful to the character. Mm -hmm. I don't care what race you make them, I don't care what gender swap or anything you do, as long as the character is faithful. Right, right. Because if they completely change the character in favor of you know, race bending or anything like that, and they change the entire character's backstory then that's where I'm not into it mm -hmm. but if they take the character's story and make everything make sense and everything centers around that character's story then I'm all, all as long it. as they stay true to the character exactly right. I'm, and you know what I'm, I'm I'll am i be honest I'm the same way as long as they're true to the character mm -hmm. not necessarily the exact storylines because I don't think the comic books are the scripts for the movies or the TV shows but as long as they're true to the character the essence is there I'm totally down just like the MCU you know like mm -hmm. the MCU kind of revamped everybody's story right but it made it work. Because the big thing is they respect where their character's origin is from. Mm -hmm. And if you go and just rewrite the character for the sake of rewriting the character, it's kind of like you're taking away why we care about that character in general. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And especially if they're saying that she's going to be Barbara Gordon and she needs to be Commissioner Gordon's daughter. You need to have certain elements in her backstory that drive her to be Batgirl. Right. And exactly. the relationship that she has with Batman and everything like that. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. You know what's funny about that? At home, we watch a lot of DC superhero girls. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's super campy. It's for kids. But they take the essence of those characters mm -hmm. and they spin it to be very young teenager focused. Right. But it's really, it's those characters. Right. It's their essence and, and just in a younger role. But it's all those things of like Supergirl always having to live up to living in Superman's shadows. Right. It's Batgirl always fighting for like getting acceptance in the Bat family. And, you know, it's kind of funny because the joke is that Robin gets handed everything, you know, so it's... It's interesting how it all plays into who they are as a character. Right. Same thing with like Bumblebee, who is like small in stature, but she's super powerful, but she's just like afraid to, to do anything with it. So it's kind of interesting how it works out. Anyway, Batgirl will be bat cycling exclusively onto HBO Max. That was a reach. That, that was a reach. What are you doing tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. What? Never mind. Let's move on. Maybe it's just too much HBO Max. The crossover we've all been waiting for, that we've been asking for, Disney has finally given it to us. What Disney, Pixar. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Donald Duck and Coco. <laughs> 
What? Crossing over. Okay, explain this to me. So, <laughs> Disney Parks announced that Mickey Philharmonic, like a 4D concert attraction at, at the parks, right. is getting a new scene, and it's going to team Donald Duck with Pixar's Coco. Interesting. And they're filming new scenes, but of course, they're probably going to use like the music from Coco. That's so going to be like the same music. Yeah, but it's they're filming some new scene, or not filming, but creating new scenes of Coco with Donald Duck. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to picture Donald with like those characters. Right, and you're baffled, right? I it just, makes no I sense. Can't, I can't hear his voice singing that music. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about like what Mickey's Phil Har Magic is, mm-hmm. is like it's it's Donald screwing with magic and kind of going through a ride through all like Disney's greatest hits. You know, like he's swimming with the Little Mermaid. I think he's in the Beauty and the Beast castle and seeing with like Lumineer and stuff like that. I don't know how he gets to the Land of the Dead, but he gets there. So I'm reading this right here and it says specifically that the scene is titled Un Poco loco uh-huh. and that's like one of my favorite songs in that movie Make me un poco loco, un poquitito loco. oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm just now I'm just trying to, and that was the song that I was thinking of when I was like what, where are you gonna drop Donald Duck in Coco what song is he gonna sing and I'm just picturing Donald Duck singing un poco loco yeah and then I read this and it's like oh he's gonna be singing un poco loco okay this is gonna get weird yeah exactly exactly so check this out this crossover is already in the parks really yeah so the attraction Mickey's Philharmonic Magic it's in DCA Disney California Adventure? Yeah, because I've never been. I, I, I've i never just had a chance to go to it. So it's one of those 4D experiences where like you're watching something and then they might pump in like a certain smell or like the seat may hit you or something like that or they're going to blow air in your face or something like that. So it's that 4D experience. Okay. So it's it's that. And on July 17th, they introduced the new scene in Disneyland or Disney California Adventure and in Disney Paris. Interesting that it's in Disney Paris. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Why didn't they just put it in the Magic Kingdom, you know, Disney World at the same time? but that's coming October 1st. Huh. It's weird. Like, they didn't really talk about it. They put it out there in DCA. It's been out there, but it's not getting to Disney World until October. <laughs> okay, sure. But it's fun, right? I, I kind of want to see Donald Duck and what they do with Coco. It's it's going to get weird. Yeah. I, I'm just, I want to see it because I want to see the spectacle of mm-hmm. Donald Duck just, you know, screaming and, you know, yeah. and like, in, in un poco loco. That's just going <laughs> to... <laughs> They've been talking about this like it's the first crossover for Disney and Pixar, but it's not right like it might actually be no ralph wrecks the internet right wreck it ralph was um disney was disney but they had merida in it oh that's right in the little princess the scene. princess scene and remember the joke they're like she's from the other studio uh-huh what did she just say we don't know can't understand her. She's from the other studio. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that's more of like a cameo Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it is like a, a full-on crossover. Yeah, I do love it, though. That's yeah. fun. We should go to the parks. That's it. We're going to the parks. I wish. Joe Montana, you and the San Francisco 49ers just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? All right, maybe Disney World doesn't get Mickey's Philhar Magic for a bit. You know what they do get? What? They get a Galactic Cruiser. <sighs> okay, before we get into this, I've been excited since they announced what this was. Mm-hmm. Because this is where we're going to get that new lightsaber, the actual lightsaber that they're toting and all that. <laughs> 
Oh, like the retractable lightsaber, right. whatever it is. Yeah, right. Uh, this is where we're getting that, and the whole idea of living a Jedi experience mm-hmm. has attracted me to this whole thing until I saw this price. Now let, let's let's talk this, and then we'll get into the pricing on this. Right, right. So they've been talking about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser that's been coming. What is it? A two day experience? Right. So Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be like a hotel, but right. it's going to be like an experience for two days in the Disney park. Well, not even the Disney park. You kind of stay there for two days. Right. Because the whole thing is you're supposed to be a Jedi. There's supposed to be like an entire storyline that you live by. Everybody's in character. Yeah. Just, I mean, like the concept of it is cool. Like you're immersing yourself in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Here, I'll read the synopsis. Mm -hmm. In a galaxy far, far away, progress continues as Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, where guests will live aboard a starship for a two day, two night experience. Unlike any typical Star Cruise, you can become the heroes of your own Star Wars story in a new type of immersive experience that only Disney could create. I guess that's going to be big, right? Yeah. You know what else is big? The price. (laughs) The price. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So, okay, two nights, three days, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because, yeah, two two nights, three days. Yeah. For one person starts at $3,300. What are you, crazy? I don't have that kind of money. And I guess the other thing on this, too, though, is that it is all-inclusive. So, that this includes, like, food, board, the costume, all of the, like, stuff that you get to keep and everything and all that. So, I mean, there is kind of, like, a cost in this that's on there. I just, I still think it's pretty pricey. You're trying to justify $3,300. No, I'm not justifying it. I'm saying it's still expensive, but just... Some of the stuff that's included are things that you probably would have spent anyways, but it's still expensive. That is a piano from Costco. Costco sells pianos? They do, for $3,000. Apparently. But check this out. Cabins sleep up to five passengers. So, hey, my family's got five. You got me. I'm on board. So there's also, like, options of, like, maxing out cabin occupancy for a cheaper price. So if you have five, you know, family and friends, you can get a, a better deal. So it would only cost you $7,200 for those five, which, you know, okay, it would break down the price to 14 hundred and forty dollars per person yeah i mean again and it makes it a little more justifiable it's still expensive super expensive super which really breaks down to what is that 700 some dollars a night yeah you know what's funny about that it's not that bad because like we just went to great wolf lodge in manteca mm-hmm. shout out to great wolf lodge kids had a great time we got a good deal but you know most of those prices are like over 500 dollars a night for a room crazy so i mean think about that you know i don't know how much a grand californian is right now but maybe 700 dollars a night isn't as bad as you know we think about it compared to most disney prices right so i and Plus, you know, it has food, so I'm kind of into it. Right. Except that I just don't have, you know, $7,000 ready to... I, I don't. And think about this. For us, this is like $7,000 plus our flights to yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Which is another like $2,000 or whatever yeah. it may be. Well, just, just expense it on the distance nerding credit card. Yeah. Okay. I'll return that Costco piano and then we can book this. Right. Sounds good. On the private jet. So make sure you bring your Disney dollars because we don't take Republic credits here. That was actually really good water. I know, right? Hey, why would you... Hang that up. It looks so tantalizing. Speaking of Disney taking money. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. So now we get into this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've probably all heard about the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit against Disney or releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus. And right. Really estimated that she was cut $50 million. Yeah, something like that. Which is like, okay, you already made $20 million, but now you're complaining about not getting $50 million. Kind of get it. But also, it's a bigger state, right? Mm-hmm. It's about this gray area that we're living in 
demand between streaming services, movies, contracts for between these actors and, and movie companies. It's it's a lot going on. Not to mention that, you know, it's not just an actor, but an actress. You know, it's it's the female representation. Right. And it, we're in living in this weird unknown territory of like what's going to happen in the future. Right. And, and I mean, what I mentioned earlier is just the amount of money that Disney is making from streaming yeah. versus it being in theaters. I like money. Yep. Right. And it's kind of like they promised these actresses a certain amount of money mm-hmm. based on ticket sales, but they're not including them on this much more lucrative amount that they're making on their streaming service. Exactly. Exactly. And think about, you know, HBO and Warner Brothers renegotiating contracts right. because they announced a ton of their movies would go to streaming as well. Right. Disney didn't do that with ScarJo. Yeah. Or apparently with Emma Stone and Emily Blunt. Yeah. So now it's being reported that Emma Stone, who starred in Cruella, mm-hmm. which was a Disney premiere access movie that went to streaming and Emily Blunt, who was just in Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise, you know, which also did a hybrid of theaters and Disney premiere access streaming are also thinking of joining this lawsuit or filing their own lawsuits against Disney. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, Disney, the behemoth that they are, it's almost like, you know, not to go into a lawsuit with Disney because they have all the lawyers and they have all the money and they will win everything. They may not win this because this is a contract breach. Yeah. And, and this it, is Disney breaching their own contracts. And it's a setting a precedent yeah. for the future. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the whole thing is Disney kind of messed up. And, and honestly, I mean, with the amount of money that they made on these three films, these actresses deserve it. Yeah. I, I think that they do because Scarlett Joe killed it in the Black Widow movie. I, I still haven't, admittedly, I still haven't seen Cruella, but everything I've heard about Cruella has been great. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I'm hearing nothing but good things about Jungle Cruise and Emily Blunt apparently stole the show. So it's kind of like with these things, like they, if, if they're doing so well, why is it that Disney can't give them a part of the profit like they promised they were going to do? Right, right. You know, it may not be 50 million for ScarJo, but maybe it's like, here's another 10 million. Thank you for your, you know, putting up with everything. They could have done that all offline. Yeah, and it's too late now because it's now totally they can, too late. you know, like Disney can go like, oh, hey, we're going to give you 20, an extra 20,000. And it's like, no, that's, it's, we're past that now yeah. because we're in the lawsuit now. We already tried to negotiate and you said no. We call this a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive negotiations. Exactly. Right. So because more had to happen before they got to this point. Mm-hmm. Right. So now they're at the point where it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to, you know, work with me, then I'm going to sue you. Yep. And think about this. It's the lead actress, lead actor from Black Widow, the lead actor from Cruella, the lead actor from Jungle Cruise. Those are the three big summer blockbusters for Disney. Right. The only thing that I that I worry about with this is do they get blacklisted now because of this? And you know, I was thinking about that too. I mean, they already announced that Scarlett Johansson's working on a Tower of Terror movie. <laughs> Right. They already announced that Emma Stone is going to be coming back for another Cruella. Right. And I'm sure Emily Blunt has more stuff going on with Disney, given the Society of Adventurers. Yeah. And she's already in Mary Poppins. Right. And they're already talking about a Jungle Cruise 2. Yeah. Which so, they, they've probably been talking about for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, the, the question is, is because of what's happening, does Disney blacklist them and now recast? I don't think they can blacklist them for this. Is that, you know, that would look even worse on them. It's almost like, okay, we, we got to figure out, we screwed it, we screwed this up. How do we move on from the future? Maybe they bring on Scar Joe for another film or two, give her writing production credits. Right. She gets that 50 million. They keep it all happy. One big happy Disney family. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this. Now, do we have a problem? <laughs> no, sir. No, Mr. Mouse. 
Are you ready for more Disney taking our money? Not <laughs> yeah. taking not taking ScarJo's money. Not taking no. Emily Blunt's money. Not taking, taking your money. Taking my money. Shut up and take my money. And I, no, have you bought your, your keys yet? Not yet. I know you're going to. Well, you can't buy it quite yet, but but I know you're going to get them like soon. Yeah, exactly. So Disney announced that you know back in February they were doing away with the pass holder program that's been around for a while, mm-hmm. and or, we had the inside scoop that something was going to be coming in the next month. Yeah, that some kind of pass program was coming back. Mm-hmm. So Disney just announced the Magic Key program. So it's a new guest centric program, right? Which is like some kind of ticket service, right? Right. It's, it's, instead of you having an annual pass, you're going to have a Magic Key in four different levels, but it's going to give you different access and different benefits based on that access level. Right. Now, now here's the thing is I was looking over the four different keys and I was looking at the annual pass system. Mm-hmm. Do you know the difference between the two? Between like the annual pass system and the key system? Because it seems almost identical other than the key system seems a little cheaper. Yeah. So I think what they're doing, they're almost like revamping it, right? It's almost like they have a car. It's been around for a long time. They're going to bring out a new version, but give it a different name, but it's really the same type of car. Yeah. Because that's what it seems like. It seems yeah. like the, all the benefits are almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Except for, again, I was looking at the top tier annual pass was like 1500 And the dream key, we're going to get into this here, but the dream key is 1400 So it's like $100 less than what the annual pass was. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the benefits, it's like it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Okay. but So it's not just us because Jackie was like, I don't get the difference. Like, but I why, think- why do they get rid of the annual pass if it's the same thing? Well, the annual pass went away because of the pandemic for the most right. part because they wanted to bring this. And it's just a way for them to like reintroduce this mm-hmm. to new Disney fans or newer Disney fans and make it seem affordable somehow. What are you crazy? I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. I've always talked about getting an annual pass, but I never got one. We can't justify it. Like me and Jackie can never justify getting one because I would go to Disneyland every day if I could. Right. She can only take it like maybe once, you know. Twice a year. One, it's not even that. Like once every other year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the key, right? You weren't able to justify a annual pass before. Now, I think they're trying to make it where you can justify it. Right. Because they're breaking it down differently. And by the way, there's going to be four different keys or four different tiers is what they're going to call them. The dream key, believe key, enchant key, and imagine key, right? So, I mean, the imagine key starts at $400. Right. But it's only for Southern California residents. Right. So again, Ray DeLeon, we need your address mm-hmm. so we can send some mail there. Because we all live at Ray's house. Exactly. I'll be sleeping in the garage. Especially when you're in Bozeman. <laughs> I'm there right now. I'm in Ray's house right now. Mm-hmm. Ray, we didn't tell you, but we're recording in your kitchen right now. Yeah. And you're at a tortillas. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a travesty. Yeah. Get the low carb ones, please. Thanks. Wrong with you. So they got the enchant key for six fifty, believe key nine fifty, the dream key for fourteen hundred. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Like, could you what? finance them before? I don't know, but see, that's the big thing is that yeah, because you can finance these now. They're touting this like you, they would tout the new iPhone. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nine hundred and fifty dollars. It's fourteen hundred dollars, but really, it's like forty dollars a month. You can have your annual pass. That's a lot of dim. Right. You know, and you get all these little things and reservations and yada yada yada. We need to ask our pass hole friends. Right. So like Albie and Bird, you know, people who had annual passes mm-hmm. and kind of ask them, like, could you finance them before? Because does that make it, a th- that makes it a huge deal. It makes it extremely different. Mm-hmm. See, that's the key is that for you and who haven't had an annual pass before, mm-hmm. this is marketing to us. Yeah. Where we're looking at them like, oh, okay, 40 bucks a month. Okay. That's, I can probably handle that. You know, that's, that's my cell phone bill or, you know, cable bill or whatever. Yeah. You don't have a cable bill because you're a millennial. So there you go. 
you go. 40 bucks a month. Oh. My cable bill is the thousands of streaming services that I have. <laughs> Including Disney Plus. Exactly. Shut up and take my money. So, you know, honestly, I'm I'm really looking at this. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to talk it over with Jackie just to see if we get something like this. Will we go to Disneyland more? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of like the differences are like how many park reservations you can hold at one time. I noticed that the higher the tiers you go, the more percentage you get off on like food and beverage and merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah. And then of course the top two tiers parking is involved. Exactly. So that that's really like the elite of the elite. But like 20% off merchandise. Okay. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Even 10% off. I'm I'm into that. Yeah. Right. But a lot of the key is like holding the park reservations. Because think about it. You may go with one or two people, mm-hmm. but really this is aimed at groups because, oh, look at me. I can hold four park reservations at a time. Right. Where, you know, I can hold six people, six person reservations for a park at a time. I can park hop, whereas like some of them can't. Right. So it's all interesting how this is all going to play. And I was also reading the park hopper aspect of it mm-hmm. is not until after one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't park hop until after one o'clock. Which, okay, sure. So you're stuck in one park until one. Right. And then you can park hop. Okay. I'm down with that. Maybe that means that I can go to Rise of the Resistance in the morning and, and then, then web, slingers. web slingers in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> you could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of down for it. Like the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, okay, let, let's figure this out. Right. And you know, for me, you know, I got my family's five people. Well, right? I mean, you have an entire, like, you know, I got an entire minivan full of people. Exactly. So I, we may do this. Jenny and I may do this for ourselves and then just buy regular tickets for the kids because they're cheaper. Right. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm probably going to put my six year old chemo in a stroller and tell them like, Hey, tell everybody you're two years old, you know, and wheel them in. And it's pretty big for a two year old. <laughs> it's pretty big for a six year old. <laughs> so magic key. If you're thinking about it, it starts August 25th. You know what I want to know? What's the bougie bird going to do? Oh, we, we know what she's doing. She's doing it. She's going dream key. She's going 1400 dream key. No, actually, I think she said she's going for the enchant. See, I, I need a friend that's going to go dream key. Albie. Albie's going to go dream key. <laughs> Shout out to Albie. When you wish upon a star. All right, MCU news. So we got some Miss Marvel news and some Hawkeye news. Yeah. So Miss Marvel will follow the adventures of Kamala Khan, right? Like a, this is really like an entry point for like young kids right. into Marvel, right? She's a teenager, that sort of thing. So it looks like Hawkeye and Miss Marvel will be premiering sometime this year. Right. So I uh, have heard about that. Now we also got a first look at Hawkeye mm-hmm. and there's a picture of Clint and Kate in the same picture mm-hmm. and Kate has, has a bow in her hand. So I mean like that has me excited because they're going Hawkeye. Like it's not, it's, it's straight up like Clint Barton and and Kate Bishop. Right. And keep in mind for everybody that has seen Black Widow. Oh, yeah. We're getting Yelena Belova. Yeah. Back in this they series. They pretty much confirmed that Yelena Belova is going to be in this. So. Exactly. So Marvel Hawkeye is aiming to premiere November 24th of this year. Actually, I do have an update. Miss Marvel, they were talking about this year. It's probably going to be early next year. So probably January. Oh. Which kind of makes sense because if you think about it, we got What If, which is like nine or ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So that runs into September, October, right? And then, um, and then we get Eternals and Shang-Chi will be in there too. And then we get Hawkeye. But then think about it. Disney Plus, they've already announced that the Book of Boba is coming in December. That's right. So they kind of have a big slate already with these big kind of tentpole shows for Disney Plus. So I, I see why they, they're probably moving Miss Marvel yeah, to Book early Boba, next year. Book of Boba and Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, I'm still skeptical if they're going to run them both at the same time. I think they are. But I'm okay with it if they do. Yeah, I think they are because they said that Mandalorian Season 3 was going to be coming back out. No, 
didn't they announce it for October? They said it was December of 2021. No, Book of Boba is December. Wasn't Mandalorian slated for, for oh, October? Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought they said it was like October 29th or something like that. I think it, uh, somebody said it in my dreams, but it could be. No, I'm pretty sure Mandalorian is running in October and Book of Boba is in December. So I maybe, think... Maybe I wished it happened, <laughs> but yeah, it could be. I have spoken. Besides that, we got even more MCU coming. Yeah. So James Gunn, I feel like he's about to like explode with popularity. He, okay, so he already exploded with popularity. He's just going to be more popular. Like, right. how do you make the popular kid more popular? Uh, you bring up tweets from 20 years ago. And they did not phase his career <laughs> right. at all. Like, and you know, it was basically like Disney was like, we're going to ruin your career. And then DC was like, yeah, no, we're going to take him up. And now, if you haven't seen the reviews for Suicide Squad, yeah. like they are, he's certified fresh for this movie. And everything is just, everybody's talking about how amazing this movie is. Right. And it's a rated R movie, so you know it's good. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And then he's coming right back to Disney and doing Guardians of the Galaxy again, which getting into that. I'm excited for this holiday special, man. Yeah, so real quick, we were talking about James Gunn, Suicide Squad, a Peacemaker spinoff, and then what you're saying, he's coming back for Guardians of the Galaxy, a holiday special, <laughs> which is going to be on Disney+. Plus. They haven't officially officially announced, but yes, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. And he said it's going to tie directly into the movie. Right. So he's almost going to be connecting the two, and I think he said he was going to film bits and pieces for both together. Well, no, so he filmed both of them together. Ah, uh, okay. Is that what's happening? Yeah. So production of Guardians of the Galaxy is going to start in November and he confirmed that the holiday special will be filming pretty much the same time and the special will be like 40 minutes long. Yeah. He's doing them at the same time because he has the cast together. Yeah, exactly. It makes, mm -hmm. it makes complete sense. And it's set to be released on Disney Plus in December of 2022 mm -hmm. with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out in May of 2023. So five months later? Right. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. And they're saying that like everything is going to tie together, which again, like, he just kind of confirmed what Guardians 3 is going to be about. Yeah. You know? So he did mention that they were talking about what Guardians 3 will be about. And he did mention that they're going to tell the full story of Rocket Raccoon, which is cool, right? Mm -hmm. We've gotten, you know, backstory on Peter Quill. We got backstory on Gamora. We need some Rocket. I'm interested on, are they going to tell the comic book version of this? Because it's so weird and outlandish. And he had like a rabbit for a girlfriend. And like there were other animals that they took and experimented on and made into like these super animals and stuff like that. Like these super hyper intelligent animals and there's just like all these weird stories about Rocket when he first became sentient mm -hmm. so I, I want to know if he goes into that are they going to pull a Logan where like he doesn't know his past I mean again there's a lot of strange weird stuff that happens to Rocket when he's like in the comics mm -hmm. when they go into his origin story and James Gunn is really good about leaning into the weird Jack Kirby stuff him and Taika Waititi they're like really good about that so I see him doing like pulling from that weird Jack Kirby stuff yeah that would be pretty cool I'd be down with that I heard it's going to be kind of sad though. He gets it gets kind of deep about Rocket and you know he's kind of he's everybody's kind of family-less and that's kind of why the Guardians are together is because they're all looking for family. Right. And they work together as as a family. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's that friend family that you mm -hmm. kind of your family is who you make it. So we'll see. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special December 2022, Guardians 3 May of 2023. That's so crazy that they're so close together. Yeah. I'm so down with it. All right, Guardians, don't forget this might be dangerous, so let's put on our mean faces. Thank you.
Mm. All right, we're starting to get more what if. We're like a week away, right, from what if. Is it that soon? I think it's the 11th. Man, I can't wait for this. We're getting a ton of like what if news. And I think they did such a good job, like slow dripping content for this show. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like the small things we've been getting is just, it makes me more excited. Like, I can't wait to see Sharon Carter as as Captain Britain. Yeah. Dude. And that's stuff we've seen, but they're starting to release like what some of the plot lines are about. Like, mm-hmm. they released that there's one episode where we see Gamora versus Tony Stark. And we already know like Gamora is going to take on like that mad Titan Thanos role. I always hated that chair. So I've been told. Even so, I'd hope you'd sit in it one day. Right. Like, I'm down with that. Let's see what happens. Black Widow is supposed to be like a survivor of like a post-apocalyptic world, which there's a lot of speculation that maybe this is what if Ultron won. There are no strings on me. Right. And now we're living in this like post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. and she's fighting for it. We're getting party Thor. You know, what if Thor never, <laughs> never lost Mjolnir? Mjolnir. That's what I said. Mjolnir. 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 There you go. I got it. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. And of course, you just talked about Captain Carter and Steve Rogers. Right. In some kind of Iron Man suit. I yeah. Know. I also heard that she's going to be like the tentpole for the show. Like they announced season one and they already announced season two. Mm-hmm. But she's one of the characters that they're going to be bringing back in for season two. Okay. Kind of cool. Yeah, cool. I'm with that. I'm, I'm completely with that. So we're also talking about T'Challa being Star-Lord. Right. Instead of Peter Quill. Doctor Strange fighting Doctor Strange something. Right. And the thing is with that is that potentially could be something that actually happens in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. with the way that they have that set up. I even got some what if news in, in starting rumors. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that. So yeah. Marvel What If will assemble on Disney Plus August 11th. Avengers! Assemble. Let me hear your best Ric Flair impression. Woo! 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 Ric Flair, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Woo! You talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, has officially been released from the WWE. (laughs) What is going on? It's been a long time coming at this point because Ric Flair has talked about, I guess in in a short interview, he was talking about just some of the storylines that were going on. He wasn't with him. He did it because Vince wanted him to do it. There's been interviews with Charlotte where she's just been talking about she wants to separate herself from her father and, you know, she has been her own thing and she was kind of offended by the way that they did that Lacey Evans storyline and of course that all fell apart because she got pregnant with her actual husband and that whole storyline just fell apart because of that right right but I mean Rick has just been like you know they're just kind of throwing me into these storylines that don't make sense yeah, they haven't really utilized them for, for anything yeah and he's just kind of like you know it's it's his time at WWE is done he also feels like it's Charlotte's place to be now and she is like the top draw so let her be that selling point and stop involving me and getting me involved especially because charlotte's whole thing has been that she worked really hard to establish herself as her own person and the, the way that she's categorized it is i'm not rick flair's daughter rick flair is my dad yeah right and and she really has established herself to that mm-hmm. you know like she really is on that she's chasing his record and she's gonna beat his record because she's in her prime and she has way more title hold uh, like she's held the title more times than her dad did in his prime yeah you know so i mean she it's it's not it's not unfathomable to think that she's gonna have three more title grants within the next like two years it's so weird thinking how there's such a weird shift in wwe yeah. where like legacies 
don't matter anymore. Kind of. As weird as like WWE touts like their Hall of Fame. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't matter anymore because it's all about looking towards the future. Yeah. And I mean, just some of their moves lately have just been questionable. Like they, they let go of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot understand that. Like for anything. Yeah. Right. Braun Strowman got released, uh, what, like a month ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Braun Strowman still hasn't been picked up by anybody. So the whole thing is like, you know, are they just waiting to renegotiate his contract or what is it that they're trying to do? Like with Braun Strowman still, like if you look at his social media, he's still Braun Strowman WWE, right? Oh, is he really? Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, his contract got released and I wonder if they're just renegotiating where he's just like looking to get shot, right? Whereas you look at Bray Wyatt and what he did and now he's pushing the cult of Wyndham. Oh, is it? Wyndham being his actual name, right? So he changed, like he's hashtag cult of Wyndham has been, has been going strong since he got released. And a lot of people are thinking that he's going to take his characters, rebrand them and go to like AEW or something like that because he technically can't take the fiend with him. Exactly. That's the one thing I was talking about with mm-hmm. somebody I met last weekend. We were talking wrestling and he's like 12 years old. So we had like yeah. a half hour conversation about wrestling. I'm like, are you okay with Bray Wyatt leaving? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be good for him. I'm like, you're okay never seeing the fiend again. He's like, that's what it is. But if he gets creative freedom, that's cool. So because I mean, him. he created the character. He had creative freedom. He's one of the only people to have creative freedom in the WWE. But the thing is, is the WWE owns that character. Oh, yeah. So yeah. him leaving, we no longer get the fiend. But I mean, that that's fine. Again, I'm kind of branching off and getting off on Bray Wyatt. So let's go back to Ric Flair. But I mean, yeah, Rick, it's it's basically his time. I mean, you know, how old is Ric Flair now? He's in his 70s? He's, he's super old, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I mean, mean to look it up and know that he's old. But he's Rick, old. Rick is done. You know, I mean, he's probably close to completely retiring at this point. But look what they're doing in AEW, because that's the obvious like thing. Like, what are you going to do next if you're going to do something? AEW. Um, he did make jokes, and I'm sure Vince was pissed when he made the joke, but he did make jokes about going to AEW and getting the four horsemen back together. But look at what they're doing with Arn Anderson and, and Tully Blanchard. That's they're what I was going to say. They're using them so well. You know, they're they're finding a way to hold on to that legacy, but make it important for the next generation and make it important for promoting the up-and-coming wrestlers. Yeah. Right? Imagine if Arn Anderson and Ric Flair got back together. That'd be great. I know, right? Honestly, in AEW, I think they're wasting Arn with Cody. Because Cody doesn't need anybody else. Anderson, yeah. But like Tully helping out the pinnacle yeah. is amazing, right? Right, right. Sean Spears for two years did nothing in AEW until they brought in Tully Blanchard. Yeah. So it's obviously it's working. AEW knows how to treat their talent and their legacy and, and honor what wrestling has been over the years. Mm-hmm. WWE is definitely not going the same route. No. They are going towards the future with younger talent. Yeah, and AEW and Impact are doing a really good job of taking guys who were extremely talented but did nothing in the WWE. Like look at Matt Cardona. Yeah. Dude, he's killing it right now. I, I loved him as Zack Ryder, but I mean, he's so much better as, as Matt Cardona. Another woo. Another woo gone. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, it's it feels so weird. Like, it's it's almost like, what if? What if WWE released half their roster right now? <laughs> it's not a what if. That's what's happening. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. It's it's We're living this weird reality that Ric Flair gets released. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, good for Rick. In the long run, it's I think it's going to be good for Rick. I think it's going to be good for wrestling. Yeah. I think it's a big statement that WWE is going to go like, we're going to look to the future. Everybody else, do whatever you want. Impact, AEW, New Japan, do whatever you got to do. We're looking towards the future. Right. Woo! All 
right, nerds. So we're doing something a little bit different than we normally do. We had so much news in the download this week that it was impossible for us to do anything else. So what we decided to do was break everything down, a breakdown, if you will, and cut everything in half. And we're going to release everything as two parts because we don't want to bore you guys. So essentially what we're doing is dropping the news first and then everything else will come out later this week. Perfect. So, who wants to listen to a three and a half hour podcast? Uh, people who watch Motu, apparently. <laughs> people who listen to Joe Rogan. Exactly. We are not Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm not that interesting. So what we're going to do here, guys, is we're going to end the chapter here and then we're going to drop the rest of the content later on this week. So be on the lookout for chapter 30 AD. Distance nerding. Let's see here. Jamez 5000 and Young Phil would be back in chapter 38B. Who wrote this crap? You see, back when I was a newscaster, we would do the news until the news was done. I don't know what's wrong with these people nowadays. And who is Joe Rogan? Who's Kevin Smith and why do I have to call him? Snyder Cut, you said? Yeah, Phil, the, the, the Snyder Cut. It's like a four-hour movie. Is, is it, was it good? Why was it four hours? And it was after they made a two-hour movie? So it was a six-hour movie? That's a lot of popcorn. Mmm, popcorn. I like mine with butter and salt and scotch. Ah! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.